Thank you for joining me on another episode of She Leads Now podcast, where we help career and entrepreneurial women gain the tools to develop a success mindset, create winning strategies, build collaborative relationships, and take bold action towards creating impact and fulfillment in their lives and careers. I'm your host, Sabine Gideon, and I'm on a mission to awaken and activate women and emerging leaders so they can tap into their innate leadership ability, elevate their influence, and create the impact they were destined to make. If you're ready to up-level your confidence, courage, and influence, you've come to the right place. Join me weekly for insights, strategies, and resources to help you grow, develop, and embody the leader you were meant to be so that you can make the impact you know you are called to make and establish the legacy you've always dreamed. The world eagerly awaits the emergence of your brilliance, impact, and influence. So with that, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome back to another episode of She Leads Now. I am your host, Sabine Gideon, and I am thrilled to be with you again this week. So today we're going to be talking about what it means to be the only one in the room. Now, for some of you, depending on your background, depending on your experiences, that might trigger, you know, certain thoughts, certain emotions. With regards to this particular episode, I want to talk about the power of, you know, really breaking down barriers and, you know, showing up, showing up powerfully as the only woman in the room. And so, as we know, in this time and space that we're in right now, there's a lot of opportunity out there. You know, women are making waves and pioneering and, you know, pushing through boundaries in ways that previous generations only dreamed about. I think that is an, important to highlight. And I'm, I'm excited to be, you know, in a space to be able to see all of this happening. You know, we have Kamala Harris, who is represented as our vice president. We have our Black Supreme Justice and, you know, a slew of other women just taking names, basically. I'll I'll say that in the nice way, taking names as they really step up in their own leadership identity and in their power and leveraging their influence to make the lives of uh, those whom they serve a lot better. But on today, we're going to focus on, you know, some of the ways that while we're still building up to, you know, that level of greatness and notoriety, how to really navigate being the only one in the space and why your networks and connections are key for staying the path. So just want to hit you up with a couple of stats to kind of lay the groundwork uh, for why I think this is an important topic and why I felt that it was relevant to share at this moment of t- in time and, and certainly on the show. As women in business, it's no secret to us that we're still in the minority. In most professional and entrepreneurial spaces, women aren't even represented in a 50-50 split. And depending on the industry you're in, you may find more women around you, but we all know that that's not necessarily uh, the reality for a majority of us. Globally, women hold just 24% of senior leadership positions. And believe it or not, the U.S. lags behind the global average at 21% compared to China, where women hold 51% of leadership slots. Additionally, Women represent 45% of the S&P 500 workforce, but only 4% of the CEOs. Luckily, though, those numbers are climbing. 
And then lastly, according to 2019 statistics, more than 11.6 million businesses were owned by women, employing nearly 9 million people and generating $1.7 trillion in sales. And you heard me right. That is trillion with a T. And even with those large numbers, only 5.4 million of those firms are majority owned by women of color. And not to mention the fact that only 4.2% of all women-owned businesses have revenues of $1 million or more. And I remember, you know, when that statistic came out, I believe it was an American Express uh, study that was done. When that statistic came out, women all over the place were shocked and really took the stage in terms of trying to figure out how to even the playing field with regards to women-owned businesses generating just as much revenue or gaining access to the capital or to the funding that they need to be able to you know, operate and, and play in the same spaces as our male counterparts. And while we've made a lot of progress in that space and continue to make a lot of progress, especially, you know, within the last couple of years at the time of this recording with the great resignation, with the great pause, whatever it is that we're, we're calling it these days, the fact is a lot of women have, have left the workforce to start businesses. So I imagine in the next couple of years, we're going to see those numbers even higher in terms of women-owned or women-represented businesses. But I'd really like to see those numbers on the revenue side expand so that, you know, our impact and our ability to lead and our ability to, you know, magnify our influence really is, is made available to more and more people. At the end of the day, all of these statistics and, and all of this information out there really just prove that women are making an impact in their industries and they're changing the way the business world looks and acts. But unfortunately, like I said, while we've we've done a lot, we've covered a lot of ground, we've plowed through, it doesn't necessarily mean that the playing field is leveled for us. At the end of the day, we're still the minority in most rooms. So the question then becomes, you know, with all of this opportunity, with all of this focus, with all of these doors at, at this time and space really opening, how do we navigate this? How do we break through, you know, the typical boys club mentality of so many industries, so many well-established industries and the, the business practices that they've created as a result of it? How do we identify ways and, and opportunities for us to really stand in our power, to have the influence that we want over our particular spheres and to really create room and space for new women business owners to, to step up to the plate. A couple of thoughts that I have around that that I want to share with you today. The first one shouldn't come as a surprise to any of you, but the first piece of advice that I have here is to surround yourself with other ambitious women. The reason why I share this is because at the end of the day, when we feel represented and we can see examples of the life or career that we want for ourselves, the opportunities begin to expand. I mean, I remember it was back in 2011 where I started to get the, the thought that it might even be possible for me to become a, an entrepreneur and a businesswoman. And I picked up, I don't know how I found it, but I picked up uh, Laurel Langmire's book, 
can't remember the title off, off of the top of my head right now, but I will include it in the show notes. I picked up her book and, you know, it was example after example after example of women, of couples who had taken skills, everyday skills that they were already using in their workday to start their businesses. And it sparked enough desire in me to, you know, believe that, yes, it was possible for me as well. And then the next book, business book that I picked up was from Melinda Emerson. And it was really around starting your business in 12 months. And this was the first time that I was seeing a woman of color, you know, who had written a book around business and it was successful and she was successful. And again, it was more examples of how to go about doing it. So I share that to share is as human beings, we are naturally inspired when we see others accomplishing or doing the things that we aspire to do. And sometimes it takes seeing someone else do something for that light or that flicker that is within us to to spark for us think oh my gosh, maybe that could be me. Maybe I can do it too. So surrounding yourself with other ambitious women who have already paved the way, they've already done the hard work. They can potentially be your mentors. I would highly encourage that. Another important and powerful benefit to surrounding yourself with other ambitious women is that you can glean from their ability to work a room or to own the space within a room, whether that's in a room with mostly male counterparts or in large spaces where we may not be as comfortable, being able to watch and observe and glean from someone who has, who has done it, who is doing it well, can help to serve in building your confidence. So that when your time comes, that you're able to navigate the space and to take up as much space as you need to. So that's number one, surrounding yourself with other ambitious women, because I do think that success leaves clues. And the more that we're able to see others demonstrate what we only hope and dream about, the more that it becomes a a possibility and a reality for us. Tip number two is really around acknowledging what you bring to the table. Now, I know many of us are, you know, well-educated. We have all the certifications. We've put in the time and we've paid our dues and we've done all of that. But yet, even in those situations when we've done all of the things, I can't tell you how many women that I've, I've coached or I've met that when it comes to really owning who they are and their unique brilliance and the gift that they are to the world, that they tend to shy away from that. So the reminder that I want to give you here is that the things that we bring to the table as women are much different than what our, our male counterparts bring to the table. And, and I would encourage you to embrace that. It's not a bad thing. This is not a men versus women thing. It's just, I feel like God spent a little bit more time on us, but that's just me being biased. But nonetheless, I do think that a lot of what makes us great and natural leaders is what we need to start owning versus shying away from or dimming. I went into uh, some great detail around what those specific things were in my recent episode, 
So be sure to check that out on what women need to succeed in business, because I think that that would be that would be very helpful as a reference to you if you haven't already heard those. And trust me, it's not the things that we think. Most of what we need to succeed is already inside of us. And so I would encourage you to take a listen to that episode if you are unclear of what makes you powerful and innately set up for success. Tip number three is really asking help from men and women. At the end of the day, I think it's very important that as women that we one, get to a place where we can get comfortable with seeking out help from other women when we need it, right? So breaking down any barriers that we might have, whether it be around comparison, whether it be around imposter syndrome, whether it be around past experiences that we've had with other women by ourselves, we are nothing to play with. But together, oh my gosh, the power, the impact, it multiplies. And so if you do see that, that woman on stage or, you know, who is running her business or who is on social media or whatever the case may be, don't be afraid to reach out and say, hey, I admire what it is that you're doing. I would love to learn a little bit more about you, about your journey and how you got to where you are. You'd be surprised. And I just think that women, we just do this naturally, but you'd be surprised how many people will respond kindly and say, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll share my journey. I'll support you in any capacity that you need. But with that, I would also say, don't be afraid to reach out to men either either as mentors or to help guide you in the right direction. Again, in that previous episode that I I shared with regards to what women need to succeed in business, I talked about how it would be a disservice if you only limited your network or if you only limited the group of individuals from whom you learn from to just women. Seek out men who might be in the same space as you, whether they're peers or again, they've pioneered reach out, learn, understand how did you get here? What were some of the decisions that you made? I find it fascinating to connect with male business counterparts, whether they are CEOs or like heads of departments in in larger organizations, or they are uh, solopreneurs in, in advisory and consulting businesses. I learn every single time. So I would definitely encourage you to seek out mentorship, seek out guidance from both men and women. And don't be afraid to ask for insight. Don't be afraid to ask for support. Don't be afraid to ask for recommendations. And the fourth and final tip around navigating being the only or one of very few in the room is to focus on your inner and outer network. Studies show that women network differently than men do. If you don't believe me, go ahead, go back and listen to my episode on the new networking. I talked about what networking looks like in in this day and age and how women specifically can leverage networking or relationship marketing to their benefit. Women generally operate better through relationship building or making one-on-one connections with people. In addition, we tend to have a tighter knit group of peers as well. So naturally, I would encourage you to cultivate this group, but don't forget to create a larger network too. You know, now that the world is opening back up and uh, certainly there are always virtual opportunities, but, you know, to the extent that you can make time 
to attend networking events that can be in person locally, that can be virtually, that can be larger conferences. I've, I've seen a lot more conferences uh, taking place in person this year than obviously we have in the last two years. If you're not a in-conference, being around big crowds person, that's completely fine too. Use LinkedIn, leverage it as a tool to connect with individuals. In addition to LinkedIn, another platform that I'm seeing starting to, to get some traction again is Meetup. And so within Meetup, if you're not familiar, it's, it's an app. And I be- believe, obviously, they have a website as well. But Meetup is a combination of all of the things, interests, hobbies, business, whatever it is that you're you're into, and you can search specifically within your local region. So you can find like-minded people or events where other individuals, other ambitious women or other business professionals will be that you can attend. And again, regardless of whether the the outreach or the focus is in person or it's virtual. At the end of the day, the goal is to really just start conversations. These last two years have taught us connection is so important. Authenticity is so important. People showing up as their genuine selves is important. And so I would definitely encourage you to reach out to individuals you know, reconnect with them, Reach out to individuals you don't know, but admire to just learn more and, you know, glean from their lived experience to to getting to where they are. So to recap, we as women, we are we are making strides. We are moving the needle. We are doing things that previous generations before us only dreamed about. And while we've made these huge strides and while we continue to dominate, we still have a lot of work to do. And that's not to discourage, that's not to take away from the success that we've already created collectively because it's it's huge, but we still have huge opportunity. So the encouragement here would be, let's take the momentum from these last couple of years and really plow through, really build and really create a space so that all of the things that previous generations have had to fight through, we had to fight through that the next generation of business owners and pioneers and women executives, that it, the load is lighter on them. So a few key things for navigating the space in in the meantime, while we are or may be the first ones or the only or the few in the room is to surround yourself with other ambitious women, cultivate a circle of individuals who can pull you up when you're feeling down and help motivate and encourage you to continue to own whatever space that you're operating in. Next up is acknowledging what you bring to the table. We are powerful in so many ways. Keeping that at the forefront of your mind and not being afraid to let your light shine. I share this this quote all of the time from Miriam Williamson, right? In you allowing your light to shine, you unconsciously give others permission to let their light shine. And so hopefully that is encouragement to you that no matter where you are, no matter what's going on, just know that the more you allow your brilliance to shine, you are creating space for others to do the same. Tip number three is ask for help 
from others, men and women, people want to support, like, especially in this time and space that we're in. I, I know I keep saying that a lot, but I feel it. You, you feel it when you reach out to individuals, people want to support, people want to come together. And, you know, even if it is someone that you feel, oh my gosh, this person is out of my league or they're 10 steps ahead of me, you wouldn't be surprised how many people will still raise their hands and say, hey, how can I help? Who can I introduce you to? You know, what resource can I provide for you? So getting past the the fear, the hesitation, the reluctance to asking for help will open more doors for you than remaining in that space of being fearful or reluctant. And then finally, focus on your inner and your outer network, right? So relationship marketing, focus on building relationships with people, reach out, ask the questions, build the relationships, be prepared to support and to give and to be authentic with others and expect them to do the same for you. So that's what I have for you today. Hopefully this was helpful. As a reminder, next month, I will be launching She Leads Network 2.0, which I am super, super excited about. If you want to be the first to hear when doors open, please go to sheleadsnetwork.com slash waitlist. Again, that's sheleadsnetwork.com slash waitlist, and you will be notified when the doors are opening. And then finally, you know, if you found this episode helpful or any of the previous episodes, I ask that you go ahead and subscribe to the show, rate it, leave a review, let me know your thoughts, let me know your feedback. Of course, you can always reach out to me directly to give feedback. I welcome that, but certainly would ask that you do that on whatever podcast player you're listening to so that it allows for more women, for more leaders to be able to find the show as well. And of course, you can always just send them the link to the show. I sincerely appreciate it and am grateful for your support. So that's all I have for you today. We will be back next week with another episode of She Leads Now. Until then, have a fabulous week. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of She Leads Now. Be sure to join us next week for another transformative discussion to help you grow, develop, and embody the courageous leader you've always been. Be sure to subscribe to the show to get alerts when new episodes drop and join us for our next Leaders Lounge meetup on Zoom. Details and dates for future sessions are included in the show notes below. So take a look there or head over to sabinegideon.com forward slash lounge to register and hold your spot for the next session. Again, that's sabinegideon.com forward slash lounge to grab your spot. Excited to connect with you all inside the lounge. Talk to you soon.